I've got about ten seconds to tell you how to get two-for-one tickets for top-draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win prizes while you're there too. I've run out of time, though. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with SwiftCover.com. For car insurance, don't wait in line. Go online. Get a life. Get Swift covered. Absolute Radio. So, it's the Frank Skinner podcast on Absolute Radio. It's not on Absolute Radio, obviously. It's on uh, the internet. And I'm with Emily and Gareth, as ever. Hello. And uh, we had Gabby Roslin on today. Um, And she was talking about her new show where celebrities go and buy another house. Hmm. I never mentioned that I, perhaps in the current climate it was an insensitive <laughs> programme, but I, I didn't think that was a nice thing to say. But she was very lovely. Gabby. She was. She didn't think David Guest was weird looking, though. No, that I lo- but that's, I think that's good, because she's worked with him. You know, if people yes. ask me if, if one or both of you are weird looking, I always say no. In that way where they think, well, that's loyalty, isn't it? That's not honesty, that's loyalty. But loyalty and honesty are both good virtues. Mm. I've always thought that. Yeah, so there's that, and um, there's loads of brilliant music, which isn't in the podcast. Mm. On the subject of honesty, we talked about lying, didn't we, as well? We did, yes. We got people to um, send in their... Uh, I don't know why we do this, because isn't it easy to just listen to it? Yeah. And then you know what's in it. We come on and we say, this is in it, and then they listen to it. <laughs> I, I think we should stop doing the introduction. Why do people do introductions to podcasts? Well, this, this is what a presenter does. You're, like They say, this is about to happen. Say what's going to happen, let it happen, say what happened. Yeah, I, I like an element of surprise. <laughs> I think next week we should completely lie about what's in the programme. <laughs> um, we should say that the, the guest is Kofi Annan. <laughs> and is he not going to come in, though? Well, apparently he's pulled. Oh, I know. idiot. <laughs> it is. Kofi and his nan have both pulled out, which is a blow. So, uh, anyway, uh, it's good, though. It was, people have texted me saying that was great. Oh, great. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Here it is. Liars. <laughs> Here it is. Absolute. Oh, marvellous. That was 80s Matchbox with Mr Mental. And uh, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with um, my own Mr and Mrs Mental, um, <laughs> Emily and Gareth. Good morning to you. Hello. Good morning. Like we've just met, like you've just come yeah. in. But we're saying good morning to the viewers, which is a nice thing. I'm, uh, I'm slightly on edge this morning, I've got to be honest with you. Uh-oh. I'm going to a football match after, which is, uh, when you're a West Bromwich Albion fan, is cause enough to be anxious. <laughs> I'm going to uh, Tottenham Hotspurs. Mm. Uh, but um, I am... Uh, a guest of Sir Alan Sugar. Wow, Alan Sugar? Yes. The Apprentice. <laughs> yeah, that one, that one, yeah. Yeah, apparently he doesn't like it if people do that. Can you not mention The Apprentice? Well, I won't mention it because I've never seen I've never seen it still uh, yeah, to this day. So I'm, what I'm ask, hoping is that he doesn't ask me any quiz. There might be a quiz at half-time about The Apprentice. You'll have to lie. I don't think I could possibly lie to Sir Alan Sugar. It wouldn't be right. <laughs> That's going to no, be I brilliant. I did, I, I did try and record it on my Sky Plus once. And, uh, you know, sometimes the picture freezes on, uh, on digital telly. And what I, I, what the programme started, da, 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 as you say, <laughs> and there was like this shot of the Gherkin building. Uh, and it was on for about four minutes with him talking over the top. And I thought, they've overdone the Gherkin. Yeah. <laughs> you know, sometimes when you're at McDonald's, you think they've overdone the Gherkin. It was like that. And, and then I realised the picture had frozen, and I couldn't just <laughs> listen to it over a picture of the gherkin. 
So uh, it's going to be like you think you've been to the football before. You've never <laughs> been to the football with me. <laughs> I'm no mug. Don't try and pull the wool over my eyes. You see, I find. That does he wear a bu- Does he wear a bubble hat? <laughs> <laughs> Don't pull the wool over my eyes. There's a taxi driver outside typing your sat address into his sat nav. Is that the kind of thing you yeah, say? Oh, oh, I'm going to be frightened like the time. <laughs> I'm going to be so intimidated. Oh, Don't sorry. try and tell him that you're like him either. He doesn't like it if you say you're like him. Nobody's like me. I'm unique. That's okay. what I'm I wasn't to planning to say. <laughs> it's nice to meet you, Sir Alan. You know, you and I are very, very similar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it'll be lovely and stuff, especially if we yeah. win. But, um, yeah, I'm a bit... You know, he's one of those blokes who's a bit scary. Isn't yeah, it? Oh, he's terrifying. Although I do quite fancy him. Ah, oh, well, that's because he looks a bit like Henry VIII. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Perhaps that's you in my opening gambit. <laughs> I say, oh, you know who you look like. Do you remember that king who killed wives? <laughs> now, um, we, we, last week, I say it was the first time, because we're still learning how to do a radio show, as many of you will have realised, and uh, last week was the first time that we, we sort of threw something out to the audience, and they really... You, you all responded very well. Not all of you, obviously. That would have been nightmarish for our switchboard ladies. Um... We don't have any. I just they used to in the BBC in the nineteen forties, uh, but but we had a great response last week. We asked people what was the stupidest things they'd argued about, and uh, it was a it was an avalanche. It was yeah, mm. and they're still coming in. So we thought we'd, we'd rather than squander them, we'd talk about the ones that uh, that came in during the week. Well, what I've we got? got a good one here. This is one of my favourites, which is um, dear Frank. I used to argue with my brother about if selling ice door-to-door by an ice man is a viable business model. <laughs> I have been having this argument since 2001. Love, James. Uh, well, surely Sir Alan Sugar is about to ask this about. I might just casually. Because yeah. there'll be a point where someone says, do you want ice? And I'll say, I'll tell you what, Tony, you should say that. <laughs> I love that they've been having the argument since 2001. Yeah. Yeah. No break, presumably. Recurring arguments are yeah. good, where you just know... Well, what do you think? Do you, would you, I wouldn't be very interested in a man who came to my door saying, do you want any ice? No. He'd be frantic as well, wouldn't he? I mean, I guess he'd have some sort of mobile refrigeration. I, I don't think he'd would guess have so. handfuls of ice cream. <laughs> do you want any ice? Quick, it's melting! <laughs> I don't know if that would be acceptable during the no. swine flu <laughs> pandemic. <laughs> That's not hygienic, is it? No, unless he wore a face mask. Mm. There used to be, uh, in uh, at cricket matches, um, when I was a youth, and I used to go to Edgbaston, uh, particularly if we played the West Indies, he used to, well, in fact, only when we played the West Indies, there was like a big Rastafarian man who used to walk around and he used to have a sack. And in, when he opened, people would stop him and he'd open the sack and it was like all sawdust and he'd scratch it away and it was a big block of ice. And then he'd scratch at the ice and he'd make a slush, a slush puppy <laughs> there on the spot. Well, he'd fashion one. Wow. Yeah, with, yeah with, a bit of, uh, with a bit of sawdust and that in it. And he, he, I'm not saying he made a living, but you know, he supplemented his whatever <laughs> was, was, he, was he mad? I don't think he was it's, mad. It's, it's sawdust good to carry ice in. Well, the sawdust apparently stops it from melting so quickly. Mm. So if that, uh, who, who was the person that sent the email? He just called himself James. Well, if James um, wants to give it a go, then uh, I would suggest that he wraps his ice in a bit of uh, sawdust. You know, the, the Alan Sugar reference is coming already. I feel myself, I've become an entrepreneur. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. So I'm excited about it. I generally take my football sans sucre. Mm. But we'll see what happens. Absolute. You know, my hair is on eBay at the moment. Not all of it, but that which I discarded on this very show two weeks ago with wow. the aid of um, Emily's celebrity hairdresser friend, Matthew. 
Um, Joe, who's on after us, she gathered it all up into a small hessian sack <laughs> with some sawdust, obviously, <laughs> to keep it fresh, and put it on e-bike. Oh, not e-bike. <laughs> Do you know e-bike? That's that other website. That's e-boy, like a, yeah. a Birmingham uh, auction e-boy. website, isn't it? <laughs> e-bike. e would be a fabulous kind of gay website, wouldn't it? There probably is one called that. <laughs> yeah. I almost thought there, there should be a Yorkshire version of eBay called eBay Gum. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, so when how, I say much, how much have you got for it so far? Well, at the moment, I can't believe this. It's it's stand. This goes to charity, by the way. Me and Joe aren't splitting the proceeds. Um, <laughs> is it a hair loss? Charity? I don't want to. We, <laughs> we don't want to split hairs. Uh, sorry, <laughs> which charity is it? Um, I, that's a very good question. You should. One thing you got to learn about radio: never ask anyone a factual question. It's they almost line. certainly won't know the answer. It's child it's line, honest, oh, that's good then. Thank uh, goodness I'm here. At the moment. Well, I think that all the time. <laughs> um, whatever Neil Francis may say about <gasps> you being a, a path- pathological liar. How dare you? <laughs> I think we he was being light-hearted. This. He yes. listens to this. I don't want him in the car now, <laughs> saying to the driver, stop the car. He called me high-maintenance, and that's so <laughs> accurate. Yeah, I know. Yeah, no, he shouldn't have done that. That's that's the truest thing. Anyway, um, yeah, so my hair, it stands. Mm. My hair stands on end. That's £1,000 on, on eBay. That's, a, that's extraordinary. It is extraordinary. I, I can't believe wow. it. It makes me wonder who would pay £1,000 yes. for my hair that isn't a voodoo chieftain. Mm. Well, I'm bidding on some of um, David Baddiel's fingernails. <laughs> Oh yeah, what's yeah, that at, at the moment? It's not bad actually. They're quite going quite cheap. <laughs> I um, I had an argument. Speaking of mad arguments, which we were talking about a, a lot last week, I had an argument with my girlfriend. We were in France on holiday, and for some reason, we, we were talking about my hair colour. And she said, she suddenly said to me, "What was your original hair colour?" And I said, "Well, you can see it, can't you?" And she said, "Well, no, it's just all grey now." And I said. No, it's not all grey. It's grass, and I acknowledge it's grey, but you can see the original colour. She said, no, you can't. It's just all grey. And I said, no, <laughs> there is. And, and it got, I mean, it did really... you say no in that tone of voice? I did, yeah. <laughs> I got, and it, I honestly don't think I was touchy about the greyness. Um, I was just, it was just, I was slightly frightened because it seemed to be an unawareness of reality, which I thought mm. maybe she's going mad and, and will kill me. Mm. Um and we ended up at her insistence. I text. I had to text five friends. The text that just said, "Sorry to bother you. What colour is my hair?" <laughs> and uh, and then we had to wait to uh, to see what the see response. The results was. are in. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It was like the Eurovision. <laughs> it was got, like election night. We've got Nikki in Copenhagen. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, and, and what they, were the results? Well, they all said basically exactly the same thing. After, after a brief sentence which expressed some surprise mm. at, the, at, the, at the text in the first place, they said, well, it's kind of sort of dirty brown with a fair bit of grainy. I bet mm. you were relieved to hear that. I was, because <laughs> I thought maybe, you know, I'm so scared about getting grey hair, well, I yes, kind of imagined. My original colour was dirty brown. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, well, I'm happy with dirty brown, but it's not all great. But it was really, I mean, it was quite an the argument. Mm. Anyway, if anyone wants to check my hair colour, the um, the eBay um, auction ends at one o'clock today. If you want to op it from a thousand pound, but it is it's childline. It's it's a good thing. I don't know what you'd do with my. Maybe you could make a collage picture of me mm. and you can with real hair, like the the action man real hair. Do you remember him? Yes. Okay. Had, don't had bluff had me. Don't bluff hair. me, Gareth. If you don't remember, no, I do. Him. I think you're lying. How dare you? <laughs> well, I think 
that should be today's phoning. Is what's the stupidest thing you've ever lied about? Yeah, that's um, good. Action Man's hair. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yes, well, it didn't take long, did no, it? No, I do remember Action Man's hair, and he had eyes that looked places you could yeah. make his eyes look, see? Yeah, don't, don't try and divert Pants. me with the eyes thing. Yeah. We weren't talking about the eyes. Just answer okay. the question. It's <laughs> the David Dimbleby coming out of me. So, uh, you in, now, we should clear up the Neil Francis. Neil yeah. Francis, um, he, he sort of cast a doubt on whether Emily's got a boyfriend, because Emily's always talking about being single. Mm. And then he said last week you accidentally slipped and said, my boy, f- and then stop yourself. Because some people do call their boyfriend their Like boy. I'm in a boy band and I'm having to pretend I'm single. In, yeah, in case. In, in case order not yeah. to upset my thousands of fans. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> yeah. But can we establish now, are, you are single, are I'm you? single as hell. Yeah, okay. I am. And, uh, Neil, I wasn't lying. I'm sorry that you thought that <laughs> I was. I don't yeah. want this to affect our relationship. He's talking Neil. about a past boyfriend, because although yeah. you are single, you've been out with a lot of men. <laughs> well, yeah, I think we, I think we once established that Emily had been out with the whole cast of Dad's Army, <laughs> many of whom didn't survive the ordeal. And Ken Dodd, wasn't it? Ken Dodd, Ken Dodd, yeah, who does well, three and a half hours apparently. Mm. <laughs> good good enough night. for me. Yeah, so we'd love to hear from from you all. What's the stupidest thing you've ever lied about? But don't lie. Obviously, some people think, oh, it's a fabulous double bluff here. I'll lie, mm. and then that will be a good thing. By the way, th- what, what, what we really need to cheer us up I think at the moment is this Saturday morning that's the only jingle we've got on the show that was something that Gareth shouted out spontaneously and we've captured it forever I could do that live though no it's not you'll never not get it same, that good no, again no, no. no it'll okay. be like Elvis is a lower from Hawaii you've got to do that special thing absolute that was the killers the uh... <coughs> Well, that's a bit of a worry. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, we're asking people to uh, send in their um, the stupidest lies they've ever told. Are you, are you inclined to, apart from your boyfriend thing? No, you, I know you haven't got a boyfriend. What, do, are, are, Any porkies? Do, yeah, do you? Yeah, um, I have got a little bit of porkies, yeah. but I, I'm, I'm having the antivirals. Which decade do you want to pick a decade? I mean, recently I lied to the Virgin Media internet man, the man who'd come to do my internet, because my flat was so messy, I said, oh, I've just moved in. Right. Because I didn't want him to know that it was that messy. And then, of course, I got in terrible trouble because he said, oh, so when did you get this cable fitted? <laughs> oh, I said, no. Oh, uh, and then, of course, it emerged that I'd been there seven years. So then I told <laughs> a worse lie, which was, oh, well, actually, I've been living with my mum's. Um, I don't want to go into it. So, um, yeah, the flat's been empty. And it was just awful. Did just... you fancy him? Is that what all this was about? No. OK. <laughs> better not, because he might be listening. I'll tell you what, I, do, I have the worst sense of direction. I mean, I have no sense of direction. I get lost in the absolute studios, and I'm, I'm not lying about it. And I once asked a psychologist about this who I met at a party, and she said I probably didn't crawl as a baby. That some babies they they sit around and then one day they walk. They don't bother with the crawling element at all. But it's during the crawling stage that you develop your sense of direction. So I probably didn't crawl. So I asked my um, my elder sister on that if she remembers me crawling. And she said, apart from in the eighties when I had a drink problem, never. <laughs> so I think so. I if but people occasionally stop me and ask me for directions, and I always give them a full set of directions to places I honestly don't know where they are. I just can't bring myself to you say I don't lie. know and look stupid. I That's completely outrageous. lie. Yeah. <laughs> That's, and that explains it because sometimes people give you directions and they've clearly sent you in completely the wrong way. Yeah, well, I, I am it's that person. I just can't. I can't. I just imagine having to own up to not knowing where everywhere is in the world. <laughs> 
by road. <laughs> wow. I yeah. think you should say, um, and at the end, um, and then you go there, and then you're there, but that is all lies. Just so they know. Well, that's just, I could say, sorry, I didn't crawl as a baby. How do you think they'd take that? <laughs> what about you, Gareth? I am. Um, I, I. I'm not a big liar. I remember one. Uh, I mean, this isn't really son of a preacher, man. <laughs> Here we go again, Mr. Morals. I was. Um, we've got some good ones coming in from school. Don't, I, don't switch it. No, I know. I'm not going to. Um, I. I was at school once, and there was this guy called Pardeep who I really didn't like in my class because he was one of the bullies, but he was like a henchman bully. Oh, yeah. so that's what I was as well. Just yeah. Yeah, I was around. a henchman bully. Yeah. I, it's, I, I don't think that's a, a role that you should dismiss, though. Yeah. Is there? Well, like, you just like following the charismatic, cool bully. At least be a bully in your own right. I think so. That. No, but I was a court jester bully, which mm. I think is acceptable. Anyway, carry yeah, on he, about he Pardeep. He annoyed me. So what I did is I got a drawing pin. And I stuck it to his chair with some blue tack. I didn't think anyone outside of the Vino <laughs> put a drawing pin on someone's chair. Well, it was probably inspired by the Vino. Okay. I was a big Vino fan. And um, then I did that. I thought it was a perfect crime. And then, and then forgot all about it. And then at lunchtime, my form teacher called me in to the room. And she said, um, in the class after you, um, Kevin... Who is a big? Who was a big fat boy? Mm. Had sat down on a chair and he'd burst and been very badly punctured. Oh no! By the drawing pin. Yeah. And um and she held it up in front of me. And did he did he go the... around the classroom all <laughs> <laughs> around and just ended in a horrible sort of slightly bloody sinuous heap mm, like Monica Seles. <laughs> like Monica Seles in reverse. We should say that Monica we Seles were... the, um, the the. The tennis player said that after she got stabbed, she went from a size eight to a size eighteen. Mm. So she is, ballooned. She she did. <laughs> she absolutely ballooned. So what yeah, happened? Tell so us. I lied. Yeah, but I what said, happened? No, to, I, I haven't seen it. What no, I don't understand about that story is mm. why you had to blue tack. Don't you just it it just sits on the just chair? Put the pin there. So did I you put it underneath just... the chair in a, in a terrible mix? <laughs> It just seemed like you know it wouldn't move, and blue tack's always fun. And what was what was the li- the, el- the lie? The lie I said that I hadn't done it. Yeah, well that I, I mean, mean that's not a stupid lie. That's quite a that, canny lie. Yeah. <laughs> Have we got any emails? But I did feel bad about it. I feel bad. But you yeah. said that with an air of is there a life raft <laughs> anywhere nearby? <laughs> Have we got any emails, Gareth, so after your rip great... roaring anecdote <laughs> of oh, school shut days? Up. <laughs> shut up! <laughs> um, John from Glasgow. John from Glasgow. When in primary school, there was a cat in the playground, and I lied that it was mine for some reason. <laughs> then the teacher only went and brought it in the class. Nightmare. You know, that's really <laughs> weird, because when I was a kid, there was a, a dog in the playground, and I claimed it was mine. I'd forgotten Seriously? all about that. And I, I got to the point where I had to approach it and stroke it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, yeah, oh man, I'd completely forgotten that I lied it's about that. It's obviously got a common oh. childhood thing. Yeah, if you see an animal in the playground, <laughs> you want to own it. That's fine, that's what I think. Al- Alex in Leeds says, in the pub, I once claimed I could track a man over hard ground at night. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've all done that. That's, I'm calling that a white lie. <laughs> and he can't track a man over hard ground at night. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute. And we're asking people to phone in the stupidest lies they've ever told. I like. I, can we go back to that last one? I can track a man at night over hard ground. <laughs> That's <laughs> fabulous. I would never think to break. No. I once told a woman I was a channel swimmer in a sort of chat. I think. I think chatting up is is a. A oh, very that's, that's uh, rich area of life, hmm. and channel swimmer just seemed impressive to me. 
Less so now that David Walliams has done it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, at the time, you know, it was it was only men in moustaches in the in Victorian times that done it really. What else we got? Um, James Collins, he's the Ice Man. <laughs> the Ice Man, that's called it, can be his nickname. He says, please mention my door to door Ice Man idea to Sir Alan. And remember to call him Sir Alan, not Alan, or he will fire you. Okay. Um, secondly, he says, I think the stupidest lie I have ever lied. The stupidest thing I have lied about was in primary school when I pretended every summer to have hay fever as I was envious of all the sympathy sufferers seemed to receive. I even tried to make my eyes water by thinking of something particularly sad. (laughs) (laughs) You see, now, if he got the swines, Mm. everyone would think it was his recurring hay fever. The boy who cried pig. Yeah. Very good. I'm happy with that. I'm very happy with that. Oh, I think our work here is done. Shall we just put a very, very long track on and go home? <laughs> what else? What else? Um, the worst thing I had to lie about was having to phone in sick on my honeymoon as I had no holidays left. I had to phone work from the balcony in my room in Havana and pretend to be ill. I was worried sick for months after thinking they would find out Simon in West Brom. See, that's the trouble. I love the way we get loads of emails yeah. from the West Midlands. I feel my people are with me. It's my, at any moment, I could, I could announce a revolution on this, on, <laughs> and, and, and the West Midlands would rise up. Is I this, love that. You sort of did on question time. Yeah, I didn't. Did I announce that? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I didn't call the West Midlands to arms. No. I feel I could do that on this show. How brilliant. If I said, wow. let's rise up and march on Parliament, I could empty the West Midlands. They'd all march down there. <laughs> And then we'd have some uh, faggots of peace. You just need, you just need a cause. What? <laughs> That's what we eat. <laughs> Don't you dare do a joke I'm about homosexuals. No, no. <laughs> you rain, dare. Rain, rains faggots. I know those. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, they make their own faggots in the West Midlands. <laughs> mm. Don't give me that you look, Gareth. You just Gareth. need a cause, don't you? Peace. I thought because you said peace, peas. Peace could be your faggots and peace. That yeah. could be the I West thought, Midlands I it was be equal rights and peace. Are you going to leave faggots? Are <laughs> they're like meat offally things in a sheep stomach mm. bag? <laughs> <laughs> Someone listening in there think that's the most homophobic remark I've ever heard in my life. Can I say they are food? I'm just nothing bad intended. No, and. Um, yeah, faggots and peace, that would be... That would be a great... Uh, we can't even... I don't <laughs> no, want to go any further with this. I, I see my career. Interviews. Have you ever lied in an interview? Um, I've never done a job. I've done one job interview. Do you mean oh. job interviews? You meant TV yeah. interview. <laughs> no, I've only ever done one. And I'll tell you what I did. The man in the... Um, there was only two of us up for the job, and the other bloke seemed incredibly qualified and, slight, and very snooty in the waiting room. Mm. And uh, I said to him, so where are you from? I thought I'd make a bit of genial conversation, me being a kind of, you know, happy-go-lucky, cheery chap. And he said, uh, oh, well, you know, wherever I lay my hat, really. And I just thought, I hate you. <laughs> and I said to and him... And you're Paul Young. So I said to him, um, what hat? <laughs> and he said, well, you know, it's like a... It's like a, a, a mm. I said, no, but... You say it's at home, I've laid it. You know, I, I deliberately... Deliber- that, that hat has since been repossessed. And that's, that's the recession for you, ladies and gentlemen. Absolute. I went to watch the London Marathon on uh, Sunday. Mm. And uh, it was... You know, I've never seen it in the flesh before. It was actually... I went right... I, w- I went about seven hours in. So it was really people who were having a terrible time struggling. <laughs> and I never knew this, but you have your name on your... 
vest, and the idea is that people call out mm. to encourage you. I bet I shouted, come on, Flora, at about seven <laughs> people before I realised it was the sponsor. I made an absolute fool of myself. But the thing is that people go, and they're there at the beginning, cheering on, frantically cheering on all the good runners, mm. and then the people who really need yeah. verbal help, everyone's kind of gone home by then, so I felt a bit sorry for me. It's a brilliant thing. And, of course, like most people, I decided I'm going to do it next year. Oh, really? My hey. ambition is to do the marathon with no sponsorship whatsoever. <laughs> I don't know why, but there seems something so completely reckless about doing that and wrong. I've not done a marathon, but I have done two half marathons before. That counts, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, they were separated by time. Yeah. How long? Quite a long time. OK. I've walked to my car. <laughs> have you really? <laughs> I imagine you have shoes that you put on to walk to your car, then you put on your driving shoes and then you get your, your heels on. Someone just sent in a thing saying that um, now that um, we've established that Emily's single, what, do you, what chat-up line do you think would get her attention? What do you think? I think probably, oh no, I've picked up the wrong Rolex before I left <laughs> <Yeah>. home. <laughs> Sorry, I've, I've dropped a lot of money somewhere. <laughs> um, that's that's terrible. Terrible. It's a joke. That wouldn't work anyway. What I'd like them to say is, do you fancy coming back to Hampton Court? That would be the best yeah. up line. Yeah. How do you fancy being number eight? Yeah. How many wives did he have? I've, I've, Six. I've, I've Six, yeah, you'd have to be number eight. Was the one we don't know about? <laughs> the lost wife. Quite a lot of time has passed since we stopped counting. Someone will discover an extra wife that nobody knew about. It always happens. But Gabby Roslin, by the way, is here um, after nine o'clock. Excellent. Well, Gareth nearly jumped <laughs> on the news. Yeah, are you a fan? I can see you are. In a slightly salacious way, I thought. I went to see Bob Dylan on uh, Saturday night. Oh, wicked. Yeah. Now, I'm a massive Bob Dylan fan. I love Bob Dylan. I'll go so far as to say that. I, yeah, no, from a, about the age of 17, he's been a, a central figure in my life. He was absolutely rubbish. Oh, no. Really? He was rubbish to the point of... Um, I've never left a gig before where people were saying, well, he was that was just rubbish. You know, there are people like fans, obviously, put a brave face on him. Mm. Somebody said to me, do you enjoy that, Frank? And I said, well, well I wouldn't go so far as to say that. And they said... No, you're right. It was terrible. It was really... What he does is that... Say if he's going to do blowing in the wind, right? Mm. The only way you know he's doing blowing in the wind is if you know the words. If you can make out the words as well. Yeah. So he sort of goes... (laughs) (laughs) And you think, oh, wind. Yeah, wind. And I'm not exaggerating. It's unbelievable. (laughs) No, and, he really can't sing very much. Anymore, I think he can. He? I think he can, but he won't. Yeah. And and because when, on the albums he sounds quite good still, doesn't he? He sounds fine and you on the album. Think, well, how are you doing that? And then in concert you go. Well, I wonder if he goes in the studio, and then somebody with a computer sort of turns it into words. Mm. I think that that could be. Done. My my brother is a huge Bob Dylan fan, as am I. And when he went, he took a harmonica along in the hope that he'd meet Bob Dylan and be able to get him to blow down it. I thought he said he was going to join in. <laughs> no, Community no. harmonica. <laughs> he doesn't even play guitar anymore. No, he just plays I think keyboard. He's got arthritis. I heard he got arthritis, mm. but I don't think that's a, allegedly he has arthritis. I mm. think he's. And there he's, were no screens, were there? I heard as well. So he was just absolutely no tiny. big screens. Yeah. yeah. So it's a tiny bird going. <laughs> it could have been a cat for all we know. 
Could have been a cat in a sombrero. <laughs> well, not in a sombrero. sombrero. I don't know. I've got that my sounds sombrero. like a Bob Dylan line. There was a cat in a sombrero. Well, I've had a sombrero on my wall for many years, and I've been wearing it this week. You can get a seat on the tube. No problem in a sombrero at the moment. I'd, I'd recommend anyone who wants to try that. Thanks for getting that. I very much appreciate it. Good to know you're with me, Gareth. Absolute. So after, after the gig... Um, I I was go I went, I went on, my, on the back of Adrian Charles's motorbike, and when we got out, we got on the bike, and it went. Uh, 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 and uh, is it a Brummy bike? Oh, <laughs> like that sounded slightly. You're fired. <laughs> so um, get, I better not say that I accidentally. You know what? I'll do that. You know, when I meet people, I'll come back to this story. When I meet people who are, who are associated with any particular time, like I met Hugh Cornwall the other week, mm. and because it was you, I sing all the time. I hum a lot the way people do. I hum a lot because anyway. And uh, I found myself. Yeah, I said, you know, it's great to meet you, and uh, all, all, all that. <laughs> and I do that, which is really embarrassing, obviously. And um, I bet when I meet Alan Sugar, I bet accidentally I, I'll start going. And you'll be absolutely livid. He won't. I just imagine he won't take it well. In fact, could you do me a little tape so I could play it? <laughs> if I just keep a straight face and we just sit there and I have it in my pocket, you won't know where it's coming from. You might think he's imagining you say it. Say your ringtone to it. Yeah. And then phone yeah, it. I don't know how he'd be if that was my ringtone. I wouldn't <laughs> think I was a, a bad stalker. Uh, I might, or I might start going, honey, do, 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 do. Whoa, sugar, sugar. Yeah, I, I don't imagine that would go great either. Absolute. I'm Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily and Gareth, um, and uh, our guest Gabby Roslin is is in the building, but not in the studio. So if you want to say anything about a behind the back, this is your last opportunity. <laughs> right. Don't. I'll make a list. Right. Don't. So that, um, yeah. So when me, me and Adrian Charles got back to the motorbike after the uh, Bob Dylan gig at the O2, it wouldn't start. And I asked. There was a there was a few bikers around us because we're in the bikers' car park, mm. obviously. And I said to this woman who was putting leathers on, I said, uh, "Wow, no, I didn't." I said, uh, <laughs> "I said, um, do you know our bike won't start? Do you know a lot about bikes?" She said, oh, "Not really." Unless it's, she said, "Unless it's the kill switch," and I said uh, to Adrian. He was on the phone to the AA by then. I said, uh, "Is it is it the kill switch?" And he went, "No, no, because it's it's revving." And I said, "No, it's the revving." Kill switch is that? That's a that's, that's on a bike. A, it's on a motorbike. Okay. Yeah. It's not for killing people with. No. It's not like not a Ben Hur thing that yes. comes out. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah, it's not no blades at the side of the thing. So I asked someone else, and they said, "It's not the kill switch." I said, "And I, by now I'm an expert." I said, "No, no, it's not the kill switch because it's revving." You see. Yeah. So anyway, an hour and forty-five minutes later, the AA man came, and you can probably guess what was wrong with the bike. Was it the kill switch? <laughs> it was the kill switch. Yeah. So Adrian was in disgrace. Actually, Adrian. just come to think of it, he said, "Don't tell anyone that because it's too embarrassing." It's tempting uh, fate of it going on a motorbike to a Bob Dylan gig because he had a big motorbike crash. Didn't he? he did, yeah. Mm. But that was it was tempting fate in a very slight way. <laughs> no, no more than no, it is. People like, would have thought, huh? That's funny. Yeah. They had a motorbike crash. Yeah, I mean, I, I keep I keep pigs. In a way, that's tempting fate more. <laughs> um, have we got any more email? We're asking people about the stupidest lines they've ever told. Yeah, I have. Um, he said I went on the school trip to the Tower of London. My mate. You did. I don't know. I was looking at. Um, 
Oh, can't just tell no, me. They oh, haven't God. got a name. <laughs> Shell comes up with his it. own policies. People Shell. think, as <laughs> Frank turned his microphone, oh, he's, it's up. It's just, he, he comes with policies. <laughs> Go on, Gareth. Um, Shell from Go Sussex. Go on, Go on. <laughs> Frank, I went on a school trip to the Tower of London. My mate and I said my uncle worked there, so we spent time with a complete stranger with permission from our teacher. <laughs> oh, that's bizarre. I think they said it was their <laughs> uncle, so they spent time with like this guy who they said was their uncle. I don't like that. Well, he was he was happy to collude in the lie. That's I, rather I yeah. he was, was he a ghost? Bemused. Mm. Yeah, he had his head under his arm. Um, my um, we've got Stevie from Sheffield said my mate lied to an, an admirer that he played for Sheffield Wednesday on match day he hired a suit and met her at the players entrance <laughs> I like that he had to hire a suit as yeah. well <laughs> he, got, he got a load of kids to ask for his autograph no but, come on mm, no yeah when he, when he met her um, he then told her that he had been dropped for the game and he was demanding a transfer the week after he was a lead singer in a band Good days. That's a hell of a transfer. Doesn't happen very often, that, does it? <laughs> yes. From, uh, this one has gone from West Bromwich Albion to Kasabian <laughs> in a last minute. <laughs> Actually, that did kind of happen. In uh, any anyone here who ever read Roy of the Rovers comics in the eighties, uh, two members of Spandau Ballet uh, played for Manchester Rovers, which is Roy of the Rovers. Ten. They used to be in the comic every week. Mm. They were kind of because they have a lot of spare time. Pop stars. They were able to be professional footballers. That's a fictional team, though. It's is a it? fictional team, yeah, okay. but but re- obviously real people. So mm. so there was two members of Spandau Ballet that played in the in the team every week. Right. I think that's a great idea. Mm. I also think that um, I think there should be more a sponsorship thing, so you can play in football teams. Like, you know, when people say of Roman Abramovich at Chelsea, they say, oh, he interferes, he, you know, he makes people, he interferes in the transfers. If I was him and I'd spent three million million on the club, mm. I'd definitely play every week. <laughs> I'd just play. And who'd stop me? And I think there should be, you should be able to do a sponsorship deal where you pay uh, rich people can play for their favourite clubs. Because it's only one player. There's always one rubbish player anyway mm. who yeah. doesn't really get involved. And uh, you'd be able to buy better players, and you'd just have that one so player. a big load of money, and you can play. And you can play regularly, yeah. You can't be dropped. Cool. Yeah, and you wouldn't do any real damage if they played you, you know, in the you middle would, of the pitch. You could be in goal or something. That no, you be... couldn't be in goal. That would be that That's would be a bad. bit unfair towards rich people. Maybe there should be one player who is either one of those people or drawn out of a hat. Oh, no, I don't like drawn out of a hat. I like the rich people <laughs> element. <laughs> yeah, let's stick with that. Absolute Frankenstein by Edgar Winter. There, that, uh, As a drum solo on Absolute Radio, I feel I have done something good this morning. Gabby Roslin is with us in was the studio. Was that good? Now. Yeah, that was, was good. Was that good? Did you not like it? <laughs> no. Oh, you look uh, like a rock chick, Gabby. Oh, no, you well, know. there is a semi-bit of me, but that's just too much. OK. I'm well, worried about my baby's ears at home. <laughs> Well, it was uh, yeah okay. <laughs> I like I, I get four tracks, you see, on the show in the two hours. I'm allowed to pick four myself, and that was one of yours. Yeah, so the audience have got used to the idea now that that's basically a cup of tea they can type. But anyway, it's great to have you here, Gabby. Thank and, you. And uh, you're uh, you're doing a new TV show. Yeah. Let me get this right. It's called Celebrity. 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 <laughs> Celebr- it's called Leprosy. Leprosy. And I think it's leprosy about time homes. there was a, a program yes. about leprosy because I don't know enough about it. <laughs> Um, leprosy homes of yeah, famous le- le- yeah. yeah that'd be great leprosy hospitals in <laughs> East Africa and you're going round are you no it's called celebrity fantasy homes yes it is 
And, but it's uh, not their homes. It's they're actually looking for a new home, and it's completely for real. It is, they're looking for either a second home or a new home. And so we take them to four different properties. Uh, they give us a budget, and they tell us what they're looking for and where they're looking for it. And in that process, it sort of turned into this rather candid, revelatory show where they... Because they're not plugging a TV show, as I am, shamelessly, um, uh, that or an album or a film. They're talking about themselves, and it gets very deep and... Uh, quite heartbreaking David Guest talking about himself I can't imagine yeah. <laughs> <such a thing. laughs> do you know what he's great have you met him well I, I've never met oh, I, tell a lie I have met him you I, just told a lie you yeah I did tell a lie but I, did, I owned up fairly yeah. quickly you have to say but I, I went to his um, first wedding anniversary with uh, Liza with a Z yeah Liza Minnelli I'm a massive I love Liza Minnelli yeah, well who doesn't apart and, from David Guest yeah, yeah and uh, <laughs> And so I met him then, and he was—he seemed uh, perfectly nice. Do you know what? He's wonderful. He is barking mad, as I keep telling he's everybody. He's quite scary looking, though, Gabby. No, do you it? know what? He's not. And when you get to know him, and he's very loyal. He's got a great heart. Oh, he's he is scary looking. <laughs> he's not. He makes me feel his cheeks. Well, he's got a beard now, hasn't he? I yeah. Because wa- I watched—I watched that episode with you and David Guest, yes. and uh, I still thought he was. I thought he looked like if Tom Jones had been in a fire. <laughs> That's what everybody says. Not yeah. the fire bit, but the Tom Jones yeah. and David. Yeah. Guest in the same room. Well, you never seen them in the same room at the same time, do you? Um, I, uh, I think Tom Jones was at the wedding. Or was it David Guest? <laughs> oh, God, well, maybe it was. He was kissing Liza Minnelli. Oh, you see. <laughs> and holding a big horseshoe. Maybe it was, sir. Maybe it was, sir. Yeah, so I, I was actually asked to do this programme. Well, why didn't you? Well, because I don't want to. I didn't want to buy a house. I, I don't want to buy a house just to get on the telly. That would be rubbish. Oh, well, you did the next series and think about buying a new house. Yeah, but it, it oh, seems wrong to me to to um, to buy a house just to get on the TV. No, no, program. no. But these people really are. And we See, have I thought I thought it might be a fix, and I, I was I was waiting for that bit at the letter. Was saying, of course, if you if you you know weren't thinking, we'll buy you. A second home, and I thought, well, there, there you go. Well, that, that wasn't in it. So I know it is genuine. No, you have to be buying a second home. But um, so yeah, so I watched the that one with uh, David Guest, and he was looking for somewhere in Cambridge. Yes, but uh, they're, they're quite exotic locations. Some of them, aren't they? Uh, some of them. Well, it depends what you think of as exotic. But um, we were with in Marbella with Lee Sharp. Um, he's a really I, nice I'm lad. I'm very glad that ex-footballers are buying places I in Marbella. Marbella. Such a all is well with the world. <laughs> you know, it's very funny because when we were out there, I said to him, "Is it because there are loads of ex-footballers and Brits?" He went, "No, no, no. That's not why I want to come here." So there we go, that's what he said. Um, but uh, we went to Sitches with Sherry Houston, and I absolutely fell in love with Sitches. In case what, you is, what is Sitches? Is what? that a club? Where? 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 It? Yes, it is. It's the coast. Um, it sounds like a nightclub. Well, it is, actually. It's one big gay nightclub. And it's, oh, right. It's a, a gay and family resort, and it's wonderful. Uh, 20 minutes from, uh, outside Barcelona on the coast, and it's really lovely. And I went there with Sherry Houston and her daughter, um, and then we had Misha Paris. We went to Sardinia. And it was freezing cold. Can I make freezing. a terrible confession, which I probably shouldn't say, but I don't know who Sherry Houston is. Sherry Houston? Well, she was in Coronation Street. Not Houston, Street. Frank. Oh, she was, she's not one of the Houstons. <laughs> no. Oh, well, I don't know. And why does she want to live in a gay resort, then? <laughs> she's not gay. No. Nice restaurants. That's what we're guessing, isn't it? She's also a loose woman. Oh, OK. 
Yeah, Are from the TV me? show. Yeah, I <laughs> see. I'm, t- I'm, I'm, I'm mentally running through see, the lyrics. I can see, I can see that. No, yeah, no I could see the, the sort of the, the loose woman and yeah. the, and the no, gay think, resort in your I, head, and just I wondering where see, you're going to go with that. I can see the advantage of a gay resort because I just think no, it's generally, a very family resort. It's well, lovely. generally, homosexuals I find to be sort of friendlier people. You know, you, they're not going to go around drunk and beat you up at night. I find so I'd, I'd happily move to it. Next time I'll go for what's it called? Sitches. Sitches is lovely. Yeah, it's a Spanish. I'll see if there's any cities vacant oh. absolute Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Gareth and Gabby Roslin Gabby Roslin exactly <laughs> oh thank you Gareth well, that was, that was very good that's my very own jingle <laughs> do it again go on Gabby Roslin it's, it's, oh, not, it's not a million like miles it. away from that show jingle which goes Saturday morning <laughs> that's the idea it's the theme yeah, um, I liked it. It worked for me though. He made me happy. No, I like it because it, it sounds from the heart. That's what it's all about. <laughs> what was that? What was that accent email you were about to tell me about before oh, we went? To I've the... got one. I've got it here. Yeah. Actually, oh, it says, got it. "Hey Frank, when I started high school, I spoke with a Scouse accent for the first six weeks. I've always lived in Surrey. It wasn't until my mum was came it Qatar. To... It might have just been Qatar." <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't until my mum came into parents' evening that I got found out. Love Claire. That, oh, so that's a lot. It's, it's, it's one about yeah. we're asking people for their stupidest lies. That's brilliant to keep yeah. an accent up for six <laughs> weeks. Oh, and last last week we had one that said, "Dear Frank, like yourself, I'm cursed with a black country accent. I'd love another accent. If you could have any other accent, what would it be?" From Luke and Dudley. Mm, well, I I did uh, I auditioned for an American TV show in last December right? you know you get these random what? to do what uh, to, to be an actor <laughs> what do you mean to do what well, I just, I it, was, it was like one of these it was made by the bloke who does Boston whatever it's called Legal. Boston Legal it was done by him it was a really big production yeah. and I got there and uh, John what, who's the guy from Mummy John the actor he was in Four Weddings and a Funeral as well John, oh, Hannah, yes, yes. John Hannah. John Hannah, yeah, he was there, so I thought, oh no, it's like proper actors. I thought it would just be a comedian. So I had to do an American accent oh, for do the it part. Now, please. Well, I found the only way I could <laughs> do an American accent is to go really deep. That's the oh, only go way. Go on, do it, please. So they said to this one, I said, these people are all sitting here on telephones talking to each other. And I thought, why am I doing it so deep? <laughs> and she was looking at me and she said, we'd like to try that again. I, I said, certainly, yeah. Uh, Everyone's talking to each other. It was like I was going to say, a new, they thought we'll get you in for advertising, I think. A new TV show. Or, you could do the trailer. Yeah. yeah. That, that, yes. But you know what's even more bizarre? I know this is radio and it's such a shame people can't see, but your face also goes... To, you, you yeah, well, that's Baltic. I think and that's Baltic as well. Yes. Yeah, because I, I sort of lose my chin, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so I did, funnily enough, I didn't get the part. Uh, but, yes. oh. but if I could have any accent... Uh, what would it be? I quite like uh, I quite like the Welsh accent. I, really? Yeah, I met a woman who was uh, who was from Ply Cymru. Ply Cymru, yeah. Ply Cymru. On, um, on the other night, uh, yeah, called the, and she got a lovely lilting. She, well. had, a, she had a and lovely. I, you know, accent. I wouldn't mind that. I like it when they say, "No, don't come, don't come round here." Yeah. <laughs> I li- I'd like that, but I, I wouldn't want to swap my own accent because I, I like it that people assume I'm stupid, <laughs> and then I can I can throw. <laughs> what about what about you? Because you've got I, I don't know what your accent is. Gabby, Me, really. London. I'm London born and bred. But so. you're not you're not London pride. Yeah. <laughs> no, 
No, I'm not. I'm, I'm probably... Uh, I don't know. I'm if you could have an accent. Not, if I could have an accent. Well, I, I, mine's OK, I suppose. But I, I suppose an American accent, it is that same thing. Because also, um, yeah, in my past, I've been in American shows. So I've, I had to play an American on stage for six months and for a year in another show. So it's the American accent. So you were, you were in Chicago, weren't you? Yeah, and then Harry Met Sally. So I had to be an American for a year and a half, in So fact. did you have to um, simulate... Um, Yes, physical excitement in an American accent in Harry oh, and yes. Sally. And on our last show, um, I let it last for about fourteen minutes because I wasn't. Go- I thought wow. this is the last time. I'm just going to go for it, <laughs> and I'd hit that desk and faked it for fourteen minutes. But doing it in an American accent, so you're sort of going, oh, <laughs> oh. Oh, well, I'll tell you. Can I leave now? Obviously. I am so frightened. Well, I'm going to do mine. I'm going to do my American. Oh. Oh. See, your I, American I, accent is just creepy. No, I sound, really? If I do that, that physical thing, I sound it's like a Doctor like a, Who monster. <laughs> oh. Oh. You sound like a cow giving birth. Yes. Uh, isn't that what she's doing in Harry Met Sally? I thought that was her. Yeah. So, who did, did you play? Um, who did you play in Chicago? I was about to say, who do I play in Harry Met Sally? <laughs> I was Harry. Um, uh, Mama Morton. You, you do see. I thought Mama M- Morton had to be like old and fat and well, big and dangerous. I was a lipstick version of what oh, she was. Oh, you were. You were like a sort of a lipstick, sexy lesbian. big mama. Oh yeah. yeah. That's uh, you get all some good songs in that. Yes. Have you ever been asked to be in Chicago? I was asked to be the Billy Mr. Se- the Mr. Cellophane. Oh, man. how yeah. are you? Yeah, you'd be great. Yeah, I, I preferred uh, I, if they'd offered me Billy Flynn, I might have gone for it. Now I feel, but don't phone. The moment has gone. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I wouldn't mind. I, I'm, I was asked about doing George Formby the musical, playing George Formby. Oh, that would a great idea. Yeah, because I play the ukulele. Well, I'm still up for that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically that one. I've got all the accents today. So you must have a great American accent then. Well, it was quite a long time ago. Oh, come now. on, give us a bit. You went quite oh. posh when you said it was quite I a long time ago. I know, it was quite, quite a long time ago now. <laughs> I'd like you to do it, because people will think we've got an American guest, which no, sounds but, good for well, the no, show. We, you know, John Barrowman... <laughs> is an American, but he's actually a Glaswegian, he, and he admits it. He's Glaswegian, he has this Glaswegian accent, but he's an American. He's a f- He plays a full-time American. Oh, so he's not really American, no, John Barrowman? No, I absolutely fair. assumed he but was But he American. talks about it very openly, and every time he's interviewed, you know, he'll slip into his Glaswegian accent when he's with his family and things. So I, he says it's like being do. bilingual. Yes. Well, he'd know about that. So, um, it's my favourite band <laughs> in all the world. Absolute. We're with Gabby Rosling, and we've got people uh, texting in and stuff about the stupidest lies they've ever told. Are you... Uh, are you a liar, Gabby? <laughs> are, you a liar? are you a liar, Gabby Rosling? I have never told a lie. No, um, I don't really tell lies, but... But there is... Um, a, years ago, um, I was at a friend's book launch, and this woman who'd had quite a few glasses of whatever it was, the freebie white wine, came up to me and she said, oh, I love you, I love you, oh, you're fantastic, I love you. And I was like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah. And then she said, oh, please, 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 just sign this book because I love you. So I went, OK. <laughs> and she went on and on. So I said, OK, what shall I write? She said, to me... Angela and put to Angela lots of love I love you so much Ulrika Johnson so I said okay I'll sign that and I did and I signed it as Ulrika and that one went away and then she came back over she introduced somebody she went, oh look it's Ulrika oh it's so lovely to meet you I've loved you for years I'm like, oh oh thank you well, yeah, I think you should have told Sven Jorin Eriksson that. I thought, 
<laughs> that was quite underhand. <laughs> wow. Well, that I, you no, know, I've think... never admitted it. So that poor woman is sitting there with Ulrika Johnson's autograph, and she thought it was. Ulrika. Yeah, but you actually, I thought that that shows you in a very good light. Although it shows you as someone who easily turns to lies yes. to get out of a difficult situation. I mean, it would have been you could have got quite touchy about being mistaken. Oh, no, I took it as a big compliment. When I thought you were going to say Gabby Logan if she got the wrong one. Oh, just, no, people do name. that. Because yeah. I get yeah. into it, I, you know, I walk down the street, because I w- do walk all over London, and people will come up to me and say, how are the twins? My t- I don't have twins. And they say, oh, yes, it's Gabby Logan. Oh, they'll say, how's your... Oh, the football. What's happening with the football? I go, I don't know. Just do your usual lying thing. Yes. <laughs> That's what you should do. The twins, well, one of them's got whooping cough. They've all got whooping cough kids. <laughs> so you could... You, that'll be a safe bet. I imagine twins don't get things individually, do they? I suppose one catches it from the other. Well, if it's the swine flu, you know, you've got to... If, you've got if there's anyone listening who's got twins... Um, don't phone in. Look after your twins. <laughs> For yeah, you've goodness' got sake. Yeah, to I don't, be doing. Yeah, I don't want you Hefner phoning in because he's got twins at the moment. <laughs> no, no. Part I beg of, your pardon. Yeah, you Hefner. You know he has like three girlfriends. Well, he, he got rid of the last lot who I completely loved, and he's got. Uh, I think you and, completely loved. Yeah, well, there's, there's a program called Girls of the Playboy Mansion. Oh yes, have you which seen is it? fantastic. It's on E, is it on E? Isn't it on E Channel? It, it's on. Uh, yeah, it's on one five one E Entertainment. But um, it's not on, it's ended now. We're but talking new... that show more than Gavin. Oh, yes, yeah, that's right. We no, but 246 on Sky is Home, which is the rebranded... Uh... It might be home to you. It's, it's home. not it's home, home to me. It's UK TV style has re- been rebranded and called Home, and that's where you can find my show every weekday night at 9 o'clock. Well, wherever I lay my hat, <laughs> that's what I call home. So, you uh, can lay your hat at the 246 door. I can, uh, but not, not David. So David Gascon is Cambridge House. No, he didn't. He oh. didn't. But uh, Brendan Cole. He's quite picky, offer. I reckon, David Guest, though. I reckon he'd be quite, quite picky. Yeah, quite choosy. I think the problem is as well, it's if you buy a house in Cambridge and you're David Guest uh, and it's on telly, then everyone knows where David Guest is. But you Guest know what? Lives. I have to say, the, the extraordinary thing about David Guest is that wherever we went, people ran up and hugged him and loved him. The only other person is somebody like Barbara Windsor that people just go up and absolutely love. But everywhere we went with David, it was, oh, David, and young, old, Japanese, English, whatever, they all completely... He did all the accents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretending sure. to be. Well, yeah, they all thought it was Tom Jones who'd yeah. been in a fire. They hugged him out of sympathy. Tom, what's happened to you? Well, I've been in the most terrible blaze. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, that's but, what know, happened I'm, there. Listen, when you walk down the street, I'm sure people aren't all hugging you and kissing you. I'm sure they have opinions not, about Not with the swines, now. I won't let them anywhere near me. <laughs> They don't recognise me in my mask. He has, you have a man now who goes around with a cattle prod to keep people away. Yeah, exactly. What I'm going, now, he's always done that, hasn't he? Ow! I told you not to hit me with that again. Can you not... No, but my point is, if I, if, say if I'd said to you, to your programme people, oh, yes, I'd love to buy a house in Inverness, then it would have been on the telly. People would know then where I lived in Inverness. So that well, would yes. me, that would lay me open to kidnap. And, and how kidnap. many how many times have people tried to kidnap you? Is well, this a big problem? With well, you? rag week, it's, it's a nightmare with the students. <laughs> uh, no, actually, David Gesto probably has a neon sign outside of his house. So David Gesto lives here. here. So David Gesto's house. That's oh, 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 oh,
That's why he's here. So, uh, you were, uh, as you say, you are an actress. So no, I, no, I went back. I trained as an actress, but I've been a presenter now for 21 years. Yeah, but you were in Ali Met Sally. Yeah. Uh, not Ali Met Sally. That was, Ali, that was, that's yeah. the Scottish version. <laughs> yeah. Or the Muslim version, but you played safe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you were in Chicago. I went Chicago. to Ali McCoyst. That's weird, you see. I went straight to Ali McCoyst. I went to Ali McCoyst, says... Gabby Rogan. No, no, you know what I mean. It says Gabby Logan. Oh, oh God. <laughs> she probably does go to Ali McCoy's, for I imagine, for, for advice. <laughs> Absolute. I once heard that track played on Radio 1 by um, David Kidd Jensen, and in the middle of it, he faded it down. See, I haven't learned to do clever stuff like this. In the middle of it, he faded it down right, really quiet, and he went, The kid plays the boss. Oh, oh, it was absolutely fantastic. Oh. <laughs> Genius. I hope that was in the 80s. It must have been. I think it probably was. That was Bruce Springsteen, in case you don't know the boss is. And he was born to run, apparently. I didn't notice him in the marathon last week, so that didn't last long. <laughs> yeah, he's all talk. He's another liar. He probably, he probably didn't crawl then. He's probably like you, bad with directions. Yeah. See how we link everything together? That's, yeah. That's but you can, bear in mind, people only listen to this show for four minutes, so it's no good referring back to <laughs> Until the song comes on. <laughs> so, uh, next, I'll I t- I tell you what I got guilty about, is that every week um, we get plogged. By but the people know. before us. Yes, the people mm. before us. The people. I don't. <laughs> you mean um, Neil, Neil Francis? Neil Francis. Neil always says coming up, Francis, which I really like that. And, and I've, I'm still learning the train. I, I don't do it. But. So I was all set to, to plug Joe this week. And, and then she's ill. So it's Martin Collins is on after this. Mm. Just the back. So didn't... I know I shouldn't be laughing because I know what you're going to say. Go on. About what happened to Martin Collins. Well, you were there. I was downstairs and they wouldn't let him in the building. Oh, no, that's terrible. The security guard wouldn't let him in. Well, it is terrible because we'd have to do four hours <laughs> if he didn't turn up. Hmm. No, I think he might be. I think that might have been him, actually. Yeah. Did he say, but do you know who I am? No, he, he didn't. He was just standing there. He said, check my email. There he is. He's outside there. He said, check my email. Hello. I really am Martin Collins. You knew who I was, didn't I you? did. Because I knew <laughs> him. Before. Well, Martin Collins has burst into the studio. This is a very exciting moment no for us all. Martin <laughs> Collins! <laughs> Thank you for the plug, thank Where's you. my Martin Collins jingle? <laughs> I told you I needed a Martin Collins. <laughs> Sorry, if we know, if you had, it's very last minute, so it must be very exciting. When did you get the call? Uh, last night. What time? Six o'clock. Oh, we've well, had ages. About ten. Oh, really? Yeah, I had a drunken phone call from one of the producers here. I won't mention his name, Paul. Um, yeah. And that, was uh, that really, so I thought oh, well, I'd better go in then. Yeah, and well, they wouldn't let you in. The door. Let you in, though, didn't they? I know. He said, "Okay, come with me. You stay here." Stay I here. think it's exciting. I think it's like you know when when the the, the pilot slumps over in an aeroplane and <laughs> they have to talk them down from the HQ thing. It's a bit like that. You've been brought in at the last minute, and you, you know you haven't prepared about this, and it's it's going to be spontaneous. And I'm I'm quite excited about it. You don't look that excited, <laughs> if you don't mind me saying. I'm always excited to be here. I worked under the. Um, uh, the formal banner, the former banner in Golden Square, which I won't mention, of course. Yes. What, From Virgin? Time, as you know, yeah, yes. that's the one, yeah. Yeah. Gareth had a good idea that if they, if Virgin had done a goal, you know, they'd just play old stuff, they could call it Spinster. <laughs> <laughs> but it wouldn't work there <laughs> with, with absolute... Yeah, Gareth, he's very clever. He's very clever. I think, actually, it might have even been my joke, but I've given it to him because he's young and needs the help. So, um... No, it was, was me. Was it you? OK. It, can we officially say it was Gareth's joke? Because 
I'm still not sure. I, if only I recorded all my conversations <laughs> with other comedians. OK, so, Martin, you'll be with us after the break. I'm certainly looking forward to it. Gabby, your show is on Home... On Home. At on nine o'clock on... Nine o'clock, weekday nights. Yes, and the first one is with David Guest. It has gone out already, Thursday oh, and Friday. Oh. But it's all next week, and then it's repeated as well. I bet it is. They've the got day. no other programmes on Home. <laughs> I just think it's <laughs> on perpetually. they love it, that's yeah. why. Oh, I'm the dog whisperer man myself. Anyway, thank you very much. This was Frank Skinner on Absolute radio now wash your hands <laughs>